Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5, kicking it live. Hey friend, what's going on? It's Tuesday, our second Tuesday. Tuesday. Well, what did I say? I had a little outburst at Walgreens this weekend. <laughs> you know, Carrie and I in our older age are, are struggling to fight the urge to be Karens and Kens. And you go first and I'll bring up our last two episodes of Carrington. So I had a long weekend, had to, had to do some work, but I also had to get my second dose of the <clears throat> cheap smoke, and uh, I, I though I chose it. So, so I go you finally there. got your second um, well, shot after? Uh, not yet. Oh, okay. Well, I thought you just said you went to get your second cheap shot. I went to. Thus, oh. Thus the oh, okay. Outburst. Go ahead. I had a feeling, and I'm usually, you know, a pretty positive dude, I was like... You know, they told me just to come back. I had to reschedule well, because I had to, had to push it off 90 days because of the monoclonal antibody treatment. I mean, I was a couple of days shy of it, but I figured, you know, what at this point? I want to do it Saturday in case I feel like crap Sunday, then I can go back to work Monday and be okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I get there. There's two people in line in the, in the COVID vaccination window, and they're figuring their stuff out. And, He's paying 78 bucks a piece, and they act like they just met, so I'm wondering if it was a different type of shot. Um, and they paid. So, time I get up there after 20 minutes of them fucking around, I have my card. Go give it to the lady. She goes, did you make an appointment? <laughs> Thank God I'm wearing a mask. No, I was told to come here. Well, no, we, we got to make appointments. I said, you all need to get your fucking shit together. Well, I was know. told to come back. I even asked specifically if I need to make an appointment. Well, we're doing a lot of shots today, a day. And I look behind me, nobody's there. <laughs> well, like, really, break. huh? Union break. Yep. <clears throat> I said, okay. And I, I motherfucked him all the way out, out, the, out the car, out to the car. Thank God I'm wearing a mask, right? Mm-hmm. Although, you know, by my stature, you could probably tell who I am. So I called the wife said, hey, here's the deal. I had a feeling, because I even brought it up, that I don't think it's going to work out. So she makes an appointment later that day. Get together. This time she goes with me, dog in tow. <laughs> and, uh, and she's got him in on a cute little sling. And you guys got, you take your dog to Walgreens, they allow that? They haven't poo-pooed us yet. Huh. So, uh, you know, we're there. Where's your appointment? Oh, here it is. I don't see you in the system. <laughs> okay. Well, we made an appointment. Where's your email? Bring it up. Slide it across. I need a quirky code, sir. If you don't have a Q code, it don't count. Oh, no. This is an appointment for a COVID <clears throat> test. <laughs> Looked over at my better half and said, uh, mm-hmm. I say, he goes, again, we do about 100 shots a day. We're busy. I look, there's one person behind. I'm like, yeah, you're real busy for a two-minute freaking dose. There's like one dude behind me. Sorry, sir. I motherfucked them all the way back out. 
That's just the universe, Tony. You don't need the shot. That's kind of what I'm thinking, <clears throat> even though I don't believe in that stuff. Well, you made it. But then I looked at Katina. I said, schedule me a new appointment, but do it at a different Walgreens, please. Because yeah. <laughs> I do not want to go back with hat in hand. And, you know. Well, I got a phone call today from a client. Um, he has remote. He does. It's a construction base firm. I'm going to be very vague with the details, but they work all over the country. And his his cat, who kind of does your gig, um, but also requires the, and maybe yours does too. Um, he basically uses AutoCAD, draws up um, job proposals, including labor and material and all that stuff. He does so, that on AutoCAD, huh? Well, because of the type of construction work they do, they it's very government regulated. Once again, I'm trying to be vague. Yes. But uh, gotcha. let's just say they have to do with um, preventing certain things from leaking in certain parts of the soil. So it's very environmental heavy and has to be down to the minute detail with these. They're all government contracts. Anyhow, the person who did this job remotely, him and his wife both got COVID, went to the hospital last week, and sadly he passed away. And so I had to get them set up to log into his computer remotely to start copying down the files on the, all these bids and stuff he had been working on but hadn't submitted to their server yet. And as I'm there, another employee sent an employee there a text saying, hey, um, I need to be gone a few days. Family member just passed away COVID. So, um, you know, it's definitely still a thing and it's definitely still happening quite regularly, apparently. So, yes, it is. But uh, So it's all out there. You know... Again, as I said, I'm, I've chosen to do this, but this whole uh, mandate thing is for the birds, and it's just going to be one thing into another, into mm -hmm. another. I think they call it creeping incrementalism. Well, one, I'm thinking that's a little more than incremental and creeping. Well, you're talking about having to blow up at Walgreens, and I said, well, we kind of had a <clears throat> a struggling to decairn and decan ourselves not wanting to have outbursts with random strangers in the public but two things have happened in the last you're afraid you'll end up on the bad side of social media no it's just i don't want to be i just don't want to get to that point but it's yeah. hard and here's a prime example um <clears throat> i think last weekend carrie and i were on our way to go kayak fishing going down the side road to get to where we uh, get to the boat ramp you got to go over one canal that um, cross, you know, go over canal, hang a left, and park at the boat ramp, and then you paddle under the bridge on the side street, and then the bridge on the main thoroughfare. Whereas we're coming down the side street and come to the bridge, I see two kids, probably sixth, seventh grade, maybe, coming up, okay. coming up from underneath, underneath the bridge, and I noticed one of them has a 32-inch LCD TV in his hand with the screen all busted out. And he's coming up from out of the bridge, walks on the sidewalk, turn, and I'm slowing down because I know. I start this guy slowing isn't down. missing the end of his nose or anything, is he? No. Start slowing yeah. down. No, the young kids, like I said, eighth, oh, uh, right. eighth grade, Sorry. seventh grade. And he's coming out from underneath the bridge onto the street, walking up onto the bridge, and you're going to hang a right turn. And I see him lifting, and I stop my truck. <laughs> Carrie's like, what's going on? I see he's going to throw a fucking TV in the canal. Why else would you carry a broken TV from underneath the bridge up onto the water and start to lift it over the rail? And because, well, that's what, as we learned from TikTok, men like to throw shit in water, apparently. So Carrie gets out of the car. She's like, you better not throw that in the goddamn canal. And he looks at her and goes, why? And then all of a sudden she just snapped because she deals with shitty little kids like this all day at school. And since so the fact that she's a teacher is nothing to drive. The fact that I got to explain to you why. The fact that she's. You've a got a 
freaking problem, bud. She's a teacher, <laughs> and when young kids just completely disrespect her, that snaps like you little fucker. Oh, filter off, huh? And so she's like, "Why, blah blah." And so we drive down, we park. And so the bridge is right there, and I wasn't going to throw it into the water, blah, 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 blah. And, and so we're offloading, and his little buddy come around. He's like, you guys going fishing, sir? I was like, well, I like to until assholes are throwing TVs in the canal. <laughs> Contaminate the canals and everything else. And the other kid's like, my dad owns this property. Well, first off, you're not on the vacant property you next door. Water. You're on the property. You're on the street owned by the city and thus i said well actually the water's public space but you know when we're out here he fishing up to the bank and, we're, and you know while we're out here fishing we're constantly pulling up t-shirts and block you guys seen all the videos so that was the first one and the other one remember how we've talked about wally gator on the podcast yes wally gator did you figure out who's feeding wally gator yes um we hadn't seen wally gator in like a month maybe he ended up as a pair of boots um we've been out seawall fish and haven't seen him he's usually down that one spot we did um inter- we did run into what we're calling big phil now uh, we are down in the kayak down in uh, four corners as we call it and about 60 yards away i see a boop and a boom basically the nose and the eyes and this thing turned and looked at us and from the distance from his head to his tail we're guessing him he's probably about six to eight feet <laughs> and our our fish finders going ape shit because all these fish are running and he's there eating and we're about 30 to no, we're probably about 70 yards from him, maybe 100, pretty damn far. But, but he's big enough that we can see him from that distance in the sunlight. Yeah. And the current's drifting us that way because uh, we were fishing the lake, but the current was real high. I looked at Carrie and said, Being five inches out of the water, um, I don't want to be trying to get fish out of the water when there's a big ass alligator down there. Cue the horrible 80s cartoon music when they're headed towards an <laughs> alligator or a waterfall. Yep. And so we turned around and went the other way. But. Fast forward to yesterday, it was, weather was raining and we got a late start. So Sariana and I went out seawall fishing, didn't catch anything because we got there at 5.30. The fish don't bite, start biting until 6.30 and 6.20, 6.15, she's like, can we go home yet? <laughs> but um, there's a mama, there's there's a Muscovy ducks out there, often called cancer ducks. They're the ones with the big red ugly warts all over their heads. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's one mama has had these three babies that usually swim next to her up and down the seawall. And Sarian and I noticed the three babies were sitting there and mom and dad were nowhere around. And they're just chirping away, chirping away. And we're watching where we're fishing. And then we hear them get real excited. And we look over and there's Wally Gator about 20 feet from him, 15 feet, just sitting there. And I look down to my left. And I see mama and daddy, d- daddy duck swimming this way. And believe it or not, they, Wally Gator's here. They swim right at his ass. I'm like, do they not know there's an alligator? No, they know. They swim right at his ass, and he turned around and started swimming away, and they basically chased him out of there like uh, battleships escorting a U-boat out of... Out Wally of, Gator is afraid of a couple of small ducks. <laughs> These are big. This is mom and daddy duck. They, oh, mom and daddy. He probably didn't want his eyes pecked out or something, but anyhow... Compared they, to him, he, they're probably pretty small, right? They swam him... A, well, he, Wally Gator's still a baby. He's only two, three feet oh. long. This ain't the eight foot long, but they they ran him off down by it's the Phil's dock. Son. They ran him off down by the dock, the same dock that on uh, my last YouTube video or two YouTube videos ago, I caught the two and a half pounder. And so Surrey and I are just keeping an eye on him. And all of a sudden we see water activity. 
And we look up in the fence line of the property, and there's the mom and two kids just throwing out handfuls of what I'm assuming is either cat food or Alf. And he was just going ape shit. I'm like, there it is. I knew somebody had been feeding him because every time we'd cast out a top water, he would swim over and try to take it. It's only a matter of time until you caught him red-handed. And I have him on my video, and Carrie's like, you should have yelled at him. I was like, what am I going to I mean, yell at him from across What's the lake? What's he going to do? Yeah. And Carrie's like, you should have called Florida Fish and Wildlife. I said, well, maybe I won't edit it out of my video, and I'll just leave it in there, and what happens, happens. But you say, well, Don, what's the big deal? They're feeding alligators. One, it's illegal. Two, this is the same lake that I'm usually in a kayak in, five inches out of the water on a topwater kayak. I don't need an alligator seeing humans as being a source of food when he's at two feet long and then when he gets bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And plus, all they're doing is they're making a, gate, a nuisance gator. At some point, he will have to be captured and removed from his natural environment. Whereas if they would have left him the fuck alone, he wouldn't interact with people, then he wouldn't have to get intervened with at some point. But oh, at some point, he will have to be removed because he's going to start following people around. And I'm not the only one out there in kayaks. But it's like, I, I want to scream something and say something, but, uh, but I, I'm trying to be good, trying to mind my own business. Well, yeah, sometimes it is your business. Hey, I'm waiting on the pizza to show up. Fun. What kind of pizza did you get? I don't know. Whatever you're ordering. Oh, yeah, I'm waiting for him to, you know, service. I don't go, know go what play it ski is. Ball or? It's just, I don't know what it is, but the service at Showbiz Pizza just, you know, we've been here for a good 15 minutes and I haven't been given a glass of water. It's almost like this place is defunct. Does huh. smell like mothballs in here. Yeah, whether Chuck E. Cheese must have just taken over. I think Chuck E. Cheese. It was either Chuck E. Cheese, the owner of Chuck E. Cheese went and started Showtime or the disgruntled partner or vice versa. I know there was a an issue between the two. Is there a kerfuffle? Yeah. Um, remember, speaking of kerfuffles, remember when we were talking about the the My X Fitness or the Mix Fitness bike we got and how Kay yeah, was... How's working out for you? Good. I, I did a 20-minute high-intensity ride on it tonight. I've already done 11 classes on it, but Carrie still uses it. She doesn't mm-hmm. use it as much as she would like to because, one, she's in the middle of a flare, but one of her complaints or dislikes, if you will, is she really is disappointed by the fact that they don't have live classes and leaderboards. And I made the hypothesis that when we were talking about on that episode a while back, well, I bet Peloton probably owns some sort of patent on that because I think it's weird that they offer live classes through their phone app but right. not the device built into the, the bike. So I got to Gandarin tonight. And I came across this web post from back in May 19th of 2020. Um, there's a company out there called iFit. And iFit makes videos and software. And they team up with some of these lesser known brands. You know, I don't want to say generic, but brands that don't have the infrastructure to create a digital interface. Like your pro forms and stuff like that, right? Okay. So I found this Law Street. And there was a lawsuit between Peloton and iFit. Imagine that. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to give you a quick description. Peloton's bike, quote, is the first ever at-home exercise bike that incorporates a sophisticated graphical user interface presented on the 22-inch HD multi-touch tablet that displays live and on-demand cycling classes led by some of the world's best instructors. The bike also features a leaderboard which shows the Peloton riders as their performance stacks up against all the other riders taking the same class past and present meaning even on the pre you know if somebody's watching the pre-recorded class at the same time you're doing it you'll see their stats right kind of cool right 
So, um, so Icon cr- uh, claims that they created iFit, a function, um, a functionality encompassing a sophisticated suite of fitness offering designed to operate on or in tandem with Icon products. Peloton alleges that iFit, quote, never delivered classes or offered its members the ability to, to participate in competitive classes via a leaderboard. Instead, iFit only allowed subscribers to follow along with pre-recorded exercise classes on their machines um, without any sort of community engagement. However, Icon now, so when Icon first came out, they weren't breaking any rules. But now Icon now uses iFit leaderboard technology across all of its platforms. So they're not suing them for doing live classes because Icon's not doing live classes. They're suing them just by the fact that they're using a leaderboard technology. How insane is that? Leaderboards have been part of video interfaces forever. But as we learned five, six years ago when the patent trolls were suing Adam Krola for being podcaster because somebody yep. in the early 2000s put a patent on something as basic as delivering audio-based media in a downloadable format. Yeah. Distribution. And even though there was 200,000 podcasts, they went after him and a few of the big guys, but people donated money to him and he won the case or it was thrown out. But you notice after that, he shortly joined, joined uh, forces with a big, basically the guy West who owned, one, yes, West podcast one, one, right? Who has yeah. a podcast for every single celebrity slash sports player slash everybody out there. Um, I think he did that as a layer of protection. Yeah, Peloton details its allegations, explaining uh, claims one of twenty six. So they have twenty six copyright infringements against um, Icon. And and to answer your question, what exactly are they claiming um, that they own a patent on? Here's their patent. It's super generic, which is what you want in a patent, so you can cover wide a variety. And of course, this is from a, this is not from a patent website. This is from Law Street, but so this is kind of, let's just say, um, the cliff notes, if you will. Claim one of the 26 patents described quote an exercise system for computer augmented use at home by a first user participating in an archived exercise class accessible over a computer network comprising, among other things, a computer configured to, quote, cause the display screen to display the content of the selected archive exercise class while users participate in that class. So it's super loose and vague, but it covers a lot of fucking ground, and that's what you want in a good patent. Covers everything. Yeah, but yeah, so... It's, it would seem at least, and as you and I know, I don't know what, I'm not a patent lawyer, but it's like 15 to 20 years before a patent expires. Remember when we worked at Galleons and the, ooh, did you hear? Gore-Tex's patent wore out. And everybody started making their own version of Gore-Tex because that was the big thing in the 90s, Gore-Tex. And it's still out there. Nothing's better than that style of clothing. Just like, um, I think, the technical patent for um, Crocs have worn out. That's why now you're seeing croc style vans and all that instead of just the generic phone ones more and more people yep so it's i remember i remember when i was working with chefs and they would wear those back in the 90s Mm -hmm. it's like i never understood how maybe clogs full full cast full body clogs could be but the ones with the holes in it's like well if you dump hot water on your foot you're well you know, I guess. I've seen both. I think the ones with the holes just breathe better, so you don't yeah. get all sweaty foot. Yeah, but once again, now your foot's susceptible. Now it's like, well, why not cook and flip flops? 
because now your your foot's susceptible to any hazards that may come along from um, kitchen stuff. So you, you we're talking about before we went live on the show, we're talking about sea shanties, and you're talking about how a lot of them get popular and used on TikTok, right? Yeah, that and even straight up uh, Celtic music. Yeah, absolutely. You're wanting to. You're kind of wanting to go. They to, seem to follow a certain political spectrum. Yeah, I see that. The thing that bothers me is, and we've talked about this before, and now it's happened again, but there's a lot of times people will use a sound or a song, and a lot of times you'll see it down the bottom actually say, you know, Dropkick Murphy's shipping off the Boston. But sometimes we'll just have a, a generic picture with a person's username because that person just goes on YouTube, records the sound, uploads it with their video, and then they get credit mm-hmm. for the sound. And we're all, if you've been on tiktok for the last year or so you're very familiar with sorry i'm trying to um with this sound sharon what's your question contestant number one i believe first impressions last forever so let's say you were to come over to my parents house and have dinner with me and my family tell me what you do to make that first impression really stand let's see Mm. well i'd have to think about it i might show up in a talk now anybody who's been around in the late 90s or maybe discovered icp late in life knows that that is off of the great malenko album that came out in 1997 that um and it's not the only the original album was taken off the shelf six hours after hitting the shelves because of um some songs on there that Disney did not appreciate because Disney had just bought out Island Records or the record company that ICP had transferred to. And so I actually have the original Great Malenko that was taken off the shelves, and I do not have the republished version that has that song on it. And I think I talked, I'm sorry, I'm trying to pull up the chat on my screen here. And I think we talked about how, um, you know, people who would never listen to ICP or admit to listen to ICP, they would just use that because it's a TikTok trend and it happens all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, you go, people, young cats hear a song. Well, as Gordon was getting alluded to, there is another one out there and I had heard it and I said, oh, that's cute. But I looked down to bottom and it does not give credit to ICP. It gives credit to the person who recorded the sound off of YouTube and uploaded it. Shortly after... The seventh Joker card came out, and I got older, and I stopped actively buying their new CDs. They put out a, another CD. I don't even remember the name of it. But on that album, there was a song called Chop Chop Slide, which was basically they are making fun of the cha-cha slide. You know, slide to the left, slide to the right, hip-hop, everybody clap your hands. You know that song that plays at every goddamn dance club and wedding around the world? Well, I heard this... Uh, I heard this on TikTok, and people are using it for a Halloween-themed TikTok. The trend is they play the beginning, and then the camera switches, and they got makeup on, or they're doing something scary, and it's this. All right, pull your hat chits out. Uh-oh, here come the popo. And so they would play that, and at the very beginning, it's just a normal picture, and then it flips, and they've got makeup on, and they've got a knife or whatever. It's a Halloween basic. Well, apparently, Carrie's TikTok had blown up with this, and I think it was Saturday morning, and she had it in her head. 
now murder. Okay, pull your hatchets out. Swing, swing. And I was like, you realize that's ICP, right? And she's like, I thought it was because after being with me all these years, she's like, I, I couldn't possibly think of who else would sing about hatchets. She's like, but I looked down at the music and didn't say ICP. I said, that's because, and we had this whole long discussion about how, you know, people are using their stuff and not wanting to give them credit because they kind of embarrassed to have ICP on their stuff. But yeah, that was, so that's the new one. So it's just funny to hear. She just was repeating that for like 10 minutes. I'm like, you, you realize that's Shaggy too dope, right? It only took this long. <laughs> well, she, no, she's, yeah, right. She's like, no, I, she's like, when I first heard it, I thought it was them because who else would be singing about hatches? She's like, but I looked at the, the, the sound and it didn't give them credit. I said, well, that's kind of the point. People don't want to Have you heard credit. the... The remake of a, a shanty style or pirate style or even uh, Irish style song, except they call it the Ammo Man. Yeah, I've heard that one. Um, I've heard quite a few. Basically, of them. it's for like you know everything's gonna go to shit. This is the song we're, mm -hmm. we're gonna play. Yeah, that was one of the ones. And then the, there's there's a few. You know, uh, Topher has a couple that uh, that uh, he samples you know i try to get into heard. him and, and i get it he's new and he's self-published but some of his stuff is just the production quality of like the music itself just to me is just it's and not only i hate to use this word because i don't want to sound like an elitist but it to me it just sounds too elementary it's like he needs some backing of some you know other producers to make his music like the physical music not his lyrics but like I try That's listen a lot of samples, right? I just well, I try to listen to it and it's I struggle. And I don't have a problem. I've been listening to underground hip hop for years. And so you figure I and I agree with some of the shit he says, but just actually as a, as the music goes itself, I I struggle to listen to some of his songs. It's just like I just I don't mm -hmm. feel it, which is weird from somebody who listens well, to ICP for all these years, but where I was kind of going is I'm wondering if TikTok is so invasive, it picks up what you listen to on um, Pandora or Stitcher and starts pulling out uh, clips with that kind of music in it. I don't know if they've gotten that invasive yet. Obviously, um, they the more you watch of a certain content, the more they put on there. It's, as you, you know, you've pointed out, it's very echo chamberish. That's why you, you really need to watch a diverse amount of stuff. Yeah, which, you got to sprinkle some shit in there. Which it's in, I don't know. Is your wife on TikTok at all? Yes, she is. I uh, she didn't want to forever. I Dad's on there now, it. by the way. <laughs> yeah, said, I saw that he sent her a message about that dog. And it was show me your war face, a little yeah. chihuahua. And I had funny because I had just sent her that earlier. I said, uh huh, that's exactly what you short people are like. Um, well, what's interesting, the reason I ask is, have you ever like heard her TikTok while you're doing something else? And you're hearing shit that you never hear on yours <laughs> and vice versa. Carrie's TikTok world is very different than mine. She loves I... she loves drama TikTok. And I think we talked about this past. She'll go on these live stream with these just rich chicks who are just complaining about other chicks or things like that. So hers is very different than what shows up on mine. And that's she kind of the appeal of TikTok. Really follows this chick who uh, did the van life thing and now lives in L.A. and is from Pennsylvania. And trying to get away from her family. Huh. So that's one thing she's watching. I think her name is Talon or some shit. But, Talon. Uh, yep. But uh, no, yeah, I, I've been, it's funny because I, I got her on it because I kept sending her and she didn't have it. So it always ended mm -hmm. up with a really horrible video on the backside in her uh, text. And it was always the same video. So then she got on it and then I got off of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she got addicted. You know, it, it, what's the joke? We all got We all got on TikTok as a joke and now we can't stop watching it. 
Um, You're talking about Walgreens and not having their shit together earlier. Telling you one thing, you come back, somebody else tells you the other thing. I have a client who works out of their home. They got a CenturyLink business account. And CenturyLink is trying to compete with Comcast, which is very hard to do when it comes to download speeds because of the technology. And so Does the CenturyLink have fiber? That's what I'm getting to. So they're starting to run fiber. And Mm -hmm. they've ran fiber to this location, but they've been having consistency issue, which is supposed to not be an issue when it comes to fiber. And Comcast, I'm not Comcast, CenturyLink has sent them their third modem. I guess when they first put it in, they put in a modem and it was having problems. They said, well, the newer modem is equipped to do what we need to do. So we're going to send you an older modem. And it was working apparently not well enough because it, it forced a phone call from them, not from me. And they had a new modem show up. So I came out to put this new modem in, right? Should be plug and play. Turn it on, change the IP address to that of the exact modem. Now, when I say modem, it is a modem, which is where it gets confusing. And if I'm trying to not get super techy. Um, so I put this modem in and it takes, it's not getting online. I'm logged into it. It's not getting online. I'm trying to rename the Wi-Fi names. It lets me rename the, the Wi-Fi for the 2.4 to blah, 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 2.4. It lets me change the Wi-Fi code. When I go to change the name of the five, I put the same name, but with five gig and it won't save it. It keeps reverting back to the CenturyLink, whatever, and it won't get online. So I'm sitting on hold. Lady comes on, give her all the information, and the damn thing jumps online. Well, that's weird. Why did it take 20 minutes for this thing to get online? But it gets online. I go and do a speed test, not knowing what their speed should be, and it says 43 megs down. Well, okay, it's faster than 25, but you would think that you would think that um, fiber optic would be a hell of a lot faster than 45 megs down. And so she does a few things, says, okay, you're good to go, and I'm still dicking with this. A stupid um, Wi-Fi name. It will not let me change the the 5G. And I'm like, okay, well, I go to utilities. I implement a firmware. I update the firmware. And now the thing won't get online again. So call them back. Now, I'm on the phone with CenturyLink for 30 minutes. She's trying to get this fucking thing back online. The owner of this account does a very good job at ruffling feathers. When she's not happy, the corporate knows about it. She used to be a... Uh, paralegal up in Jersey back in the day. And so oh she boy. knows all the back. She's the one I think I told you got a couple of grand from T-Mobile for accusing her of having a phone she never had. She knows all the back doors and all the harassment. So she's constantly getting checks from companies for fucking up. And she apparently had uh, ruffled enough feathers that while I'm on the phone with the general support, someone else calls. And she puts me on the phone. This guy, I figured out the problem is, okay, what's that? You guys don't need a modem. Because the fiber optic comes into their garage and it goes to a device that spills out into a, a Cat6 cable. Basically yeah, it's a like modem. A black, uh, They're different. On, on businesses, there's a built-in switch. Um, but yes. And I said, well, that makes perfect sense. I said, because when I was talking to this lady and I was logged into the modem and I said, test internet, it's trying to, it's, it's making reference to the DSL jack for the phone cable in the back. And I'm like, why is it, you know, it's... And so he's like, no, just... Take out the modem, go get a router. So me and the person go to the store, pick up a, not a $200 router, not a $30 router. I was like a $99 Linksys, you know, gaming, streaming. Put it, this fucking thing will not get online. So I call CenturyLink back. Oh, no, that won't, that won't, uh, that won't work with it. That won't do. You need a modem. 
And we uh, there we already got one in the mail. It'll be there tomorrow because the other one's melt. Because what happened was is when the other one wouldn't get back online, I plugged in the original old one. It jumped right online. It was getting ninety megs down and ninety megs up. So the there new one wouldn't get online at, for twenty minutes, and then it was only getting forty megs down. And so, so long story short, I'm like, well, why? I didn't talk. This advanced technician called me. I didn't stumble and he called me and said the problem is that we're using a dsl modem on a fiber which makes sense to me as an it guy but now you're telling me this mode that you have to so so long story short i said the old one's on there we'll keep the router we'll return it tomorrow but we'll wait until the new modem comes in so we can call these fuckers up and say look i got your fourth modem here and a router which one do you want me to use because the customer would be more than happy to return the router and get his $100 back, but we just want the shit to work. But it's the same thing. One, the advanced technician telling me not to use the modem because it needs a router, and the other guy saying, well, no, you have to use the modem. That's why it's not working. So it's just like, come on. This shouldn't be this hard. You got fiber optic comes in, it comes to device. CenturyLink has been, nationwide, has been running fiber optic for <sighs> five, six years or more. It's insane. You know? So mm. the, basically, the definition between a, a level one and a level two Phone technician is the level twos work there more than eight months. <laughs> they actually had a little training. It's, it has nothing to do with knowledge base as far as their knowledge on the equipment. It's just they've been there long enough to remember a few solutions that's come down the pike. But it's so goddamn maddening. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Don't want to become a Karen or a no, no. I have no problem with that. Um, I was talking to. Um, I had a customer who was having email problems. Um, his email got hacked. And when I say hacked, I'm not saying hacked maliciously. I'm saying hacked and then used by a commercial spammer to the fact where he was getting 30 bounce backs a second from the email addresses they were emailing on behalf of him. So we had to change his password, right? Mm -hmm. So I changed his password and then I'd go in. and I had Did you to, go to two-form authentication? Well, not only that, but we got it, we got it changed. They're looking at it. So it's working on his Outlook on his computer. I go to his office. I got to change the password on his iPhone and it's two iPads. Change mm -hmm. it on an iPad. It's downloading email. Um, change the password on his phone. It's not working. I'm like, well, that's weird. Try it three or four times compared to the settings between the iPad and the iPhone. And every once in a while, when you have too many password attempts, the ISP or the web host will block that particular mm -hmm. device for thinking they're trying to hack. So I call up the web host. How can I help you? Yeah, here's the deal. Customer's email got hacked. We changed the password. I changed the password on his Outlook, on his computer. It's working. Changed the uh, password on both his iPads. It's working. But the iPhone will not update at all. Mm -hmm. So let me see if I understand this right. You're having problems changing your DNS server names on our website? <sighs> ma'am, I, I said, and, and then the customer left. I said, ma'am, let me ask you a question. When people call, do you listen to what they say so you can look into the problem and try to fix it, or you just wait for them to stop talking and just read the next line? I said, this has nothing to do with DNS name servers. I had to change the password on your server, and now I've changed the password on all these devices, but one of the four devices isn't working. Okay, did you... um? Make sure that you had the right settings on the phone at the very beginning of the conversation. 
I explained to her that I had three devices. I compared the phone to the other three devices. All the settings were the same. And she's, and I, and I deal with this all the time. It's so like everything I open. Just reading a, the script, man. And the thing is, I open a conversation and I say all this stuff just so in, in hopes that we can skip those steps. Because at the beginning of the conversation, here's the, the, the 18 things I did. So let's just get I've, past those eight. No, you, gotta, you have to go through it. And it's like. I've done that. I'm like, okay. Let me spare you the script. This is what I've done, and mm -hmm. I need you to pay attention. Blah, 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 stood on my head, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and did the rain dance. But did you stand on your head while facing the east, sir? No, and there's not an Indian burial ground in my backyard. I guess I need one of those, too. Yeah, it's... Uh... It is Halloween. Did you see that uh, TikTok video I sent you about Bugs Bunny and the uh, yeah, little... Yeah, I, I had already seen that prior, and now I'm seeing people use that. Like, oh, Looney Tunes didn't give a fuck. Well, that cartoon was made in 1939. It wasn't mm -hmm. considered frowned upon to say one little, two little, three little Indians because we were still singing that well, in 1983. Well, the one that really got me was when he scratches up. Oh, that one's a half-breed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, see, this is why we were tougher than the newer generation. I let somebody borrow, but um, I was given the quote-unquote golden era of Looney Tunes. And uh -huh. it has a disclaimer on the back. It says, warning, this these cartoons are not for intent to be watched by children. This is, you know, basically the shows of the time it's the period. the Simpsons of the time. The show of the time <laughs> period, and to edit these would to basically say that this never happened and it wasn't like bugs bunny and blackface anything like that it was the arabian knights elmer fudd one and, and the one where you samity sam has a confederate uniform on singing you know deep in the heart of i mean down in you know dixie or whatever the fuck it is i'm not is it also the one where bugs bunny danced around a sombrero oh um, maybe yeah they had that one too <laughs> so it's october and as a lot of people do in october they watch scary movies yes or would be scary movies Yes. And AMC's been running like Stephen King marathons, I think, last weekend. And they ran Final Destination if, 1 through 3. I think Carrie's on one of Final Destination. If I see another episode of any of the Halloween movies, it'll be too soon. Well, I was laughing because I don't know. It may have been part two. I think, no, it's part three. Because part three of Final Destination does not have any of the original cast in it. It's a whole new group of high school kids. But they went out of their way. They're at a school-sponsored county fair right and the girls got her yearbook sony cyber shot or whatever it's an eight megapixel digital camera everybody's got their flip phones it's very 2004 2005 whatever year it was um if you want to google and verify that year for me i'll keep talking but there's a scene where the guys you say part two part three the guys were googly eyed over these uh, over the two hot chicks in the school you know all these teen movies you got the the two popular chicks right and they're sitting down and they're using the water gun on the um, balloon, the clown balloon, where you got to shoot the target, it inflates the balloon, the first person who pops the balloon gets, gets a prize. And so as they're sitting in their stools doing this, because it's early to mid-2000s, they got the low-rise jeans on and they got their whale tail thong sticking out. <laughs> and they're t and the guys are all Google. And I, and I had forgotten all about that whole you know, early, late 90s, early 2000s whale tail scene. So um, what year do you think Final Destination 3 came out? 2004. 2006, actually. Okay, so that means it was in production in 2005-ish. Yeah. 
And Absolutely. so the, and they made big emphasis on this like five minute scene about the girls' thongs and you can see their thongs way up. And I was like, holy shit, I haven't thought about whale tail, the phrase whale tail long because I told Carrie, I was like, oh, this must be 2005. She's like, why is that? I said, because they were making a big deal about whale tails. And I got to remember, whale tail was such a thing that there, there was a website, whaletail.com. It's basically just a bunch of pictures of chicks walking around public with their low rise jeans with their thongs sticking up. And so I Googled whale tail. And this is an interesting, because as we know, the easiest job in the world to do is to be a fashion designer, because all you got to do is repeat trends from 20 years ago, right? Yeah. It happens verbatim. So, Dateline Newsweek. Uh, what's the date on the Dateline? Dateline Newsweek, June 18th, 2021. Whale tails have made their way back into the fashion conversation after laying dormant for a few years. Alongside chokers and floor tracksuits, the 90s trend has made a comeback after the Kardashians were seen sporting the look. A whale tail is a visible thong Wait with a V section, and it's even. Wait a second. And it actually, and there was somebody, a TikTok that was trending at that moment where a woman wore, like with full whale tail for a week and so like now oh. is this like a super long whale tail that will stick up above the high-waisted pants that seem to be in fashion uh well back in the day they were low-waisted pants i know but i'm just saying that you know the high-waisted thing's been in fashion for a couple of years or is that already thank god going away no just google whale tail thong you'll see them exactly um, the, the so real quick i want to give you the but plot. i just thought it was amazing it's funny that now that these younger kids are, they moved on from the 80s to the 90s at the whale tail, you know, we went from, because after the thong grew out of fashion, it was boy shorts. Well, that's mm -hmm. what they called them, boy shorts or whatever. And, but now apparently that's coming back whole hard. Well, six years after the Flight 180 explosion and five years after the Route 23 pileup, teenager Wendy Christensen. Mm -hmm. So you got five years and she should not be a teenager anymore. And her friends go to an amusement park celebrating their graduation from no, high No, they're school. not from the first. This is the first uh, first movie that doesn't have any of the cast from the original two. Okay, that's right. You did say that. Yeah. I do apologize. Her friends decide to ride a roller coaster called Devil's Flight. Mm -hmm. Before boarding, Kevin Fisher and Jason Wise, because, you know, he's probably a wise ass, has a coin toss to see who is in the front and who is in the back. I just thought of the stupid pitcher-catcher joke from <laughs> Ren and Stimpy. Uh, Kevin gets in the back with Wendy, who, well, you know, she initially didn't want to ride. Nope, and Jason, Wendy's boyfriend, is in the front with Carrie Dreyer, Kevin's girlfriend. And I'll stop there. So it's evidently about all the nightmares you have on a roller coaster. But How can you make a 90-minute movie about a roller coaster? Because what happens is, just like in the first one, but the plane explodes in the first one, um, Remember the eight megapixel Sony Cybershot I was making reference to? That plays yes. a huge role in this movie. At the festival, she took all these photos for yearbook. The big thing, guy turned yearbook. As the killings start happening, she realizes that the photos that she had taken with the digital camera once she printed them out gave hints. And so the one guy whose face is, you know, the flash went off in his face. So they screamed. She was like, oh, you're going to die from a firework explosion. Or the one guy who was standing underneath the Arabian Nights swords. Oh, there just happened to be two giant swords mounted on the wall of your football weight room that seemed to slam or shake every time somebody slams a weight down. Why you would mount two giant metal swords on a weight room above a bunch of... But anyhow, it's those pictures play a huge role in the movie. 
Interesting. Yeah, not really. It's a bad movie. They're not going <laughs> to dust these things back off again, are they, in about 10 years? They probably will, because as we know, Hollywood does not create any original content. And for this week's TikTok Lesson of the Week, submitted by Gordon. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok Lesson of the Week. Oh, messed that up. How's that it's for the production? the same motion as your lips. The volume was turned on on that one. When you poop... Your butthole makes the same motion as your lips when saying poop. And this has been the What's in Your Head That's podcast. That's what we refer to as a mental visual joke, much like what's up a chicken's ass when it eats. Instead of chicken's butt. Yep. Yeah. 100% thought it's something a little light. I mean, if it isn't serious, it's got to be poop and fart jokes, right? No, oh, absolutely. Whoops. That's not what I wanted. And I'm looking for something else. You know, we're always a little squirrely since the last, for some reason, last week we discovered that our board vanished on us. I'm looking for the Netflix sounder. Anyhow, boom, Netflix. Um, Thank I'm, you, Joe McHale, for ruining that sound on yeah. your uh, Netflix TV series. People like to tell me things. Those deep, dark, naughty little desires that are on their mind. And you're not marrying this human stain because you're actually in love with him, right? Oh, God, no. no. Oh, my. I can't believe I just said that. Must be something about this face. Hey, boss. Remember me? Can I have your autograph? Did I sell my soul to the devil? So the devil made you do it, did he? The alcohol and the drugs, the topless selfies. The choices are on you, my dear. Pull yourself together. <laughs> Any witnesses? Lucifer Morningstar. Is that a uh, stage name? God given, I'm afraid. Why don't you tell me something? How does she end up dying in a hailstorm of bullets and you get away without a scratch? The benefits of immortality. What will your corrupt little organization do about this? We're done here. Someone out there needs to be punished. Stop caring. You're the devil. I think you have a visitor. Menazil! Your return to the underworld has been requested. Let me just uh, check my calendar. Here it is. The 7th of never through to the 15th of ain't gonna happen. How does that work for you guys? <clears throat> Try it. You think father's upset now? He will not be merciful for much longer. We should be out there punishing those responsible. Come on, I'll help you. How could you possibly help me? I have the ability to draw out people's forbidden desires. You're psychic or something? No, I can't read people's minds. I'm not a Jedi. Watch and learn, okay? You're thinking about it, aren't you? Do you two know each other? No, no, but I know that look. So I wouldn't recommend it. I'm like walking heroin, very habit-forming. So Lucifer... I do yoga. Originally aired on Fox for three seasons. And then Netflix picked them up for seasons four through six. And the Mm -hmm. show concept is based loosely off of Lucifer, the character from the DC property from Sandman. Uh, Lucifer is an American urban fantasy television series developed by Tom uh, Kapanos and premiered on January 25th of 2016 and concluded on September 10th, 2021. It's based on DC comic character we've already said. Um, the plot is a series focused on Lucifer Morningstar, which happens to be the devil's real name, a handsome and powerful angel who was cast out of heaven for his rebellion as the devil Lucifer tries to try, I'm um, sorry, tires of the millennia he spent being the Lord of Hell, punishing people, becoming increasingly bored and unhappy and takes vacation to L.A. Um, it's a pretty interesting show. It's fun. 
But um, Netflix kind of got known for their creation of the three season miniseries, right? That is correct. Often, and, and some of them have gone past three, but a lot of people are getting pissed when Netflix has quote unquote an original series. How you can buy a property after Fox create season four and call it a Netflix original series? I'll never they've, fucking know. <laughs> they've been doing that forever yeah. too. Just like um, oh, Peaky Blinders, Netflix original series, except for it aired on BBC five years ago. So how they get away with calling original series, I don't know. But it's interesting. We're watching season three, episode 24. And in season three, they have 26 episodes. And I'm watching season three, episode 24. And they're like doing a lot of wrapping up stuff. But we know because watching Netflix, it tells you how many seasons they have. And the big reveal happens on episode 24, season three. You're shocked amazed, saddened, and befuddled. And then episode 25 rolls around and they make no reference (laughs) to what happened in episode 24. And in episode 26, they make no reference to what happened in 24. And this bothered me. I'm like, okay, I know writing's getting lazy, but I was right. The reason that episode 23 felt, or episode 24 felt like a rap episode is because it was. That's when Fox canceled the show. So they basically quickly put out a wrap-up episode with the big reveal which never really works out for anybody and it turns out they 20 episode 25 and 26 were actually already recorded for season four that had been canceled so they threw them in a standalone thank you everyone for being a fans except for they didn't preempt them with a message of here's some standalone episodes that will be from the season that will not be and so when you're watching 24 and 25 like why the fuck did they not make a reference to the big crescendo on last night's episode? And so, and then, so basically you have to wait until episode one of season four, the Netflix series to make reference to three episodes back. But, but as you're watching this, like Netflix, you started the three season series. Why are you picking up three season series and making season four, five, and six? They did that with designated, the designated survivor. But the whole process for killing after three seasons is one, they see people lose interest, and two, the writing gets lazy, which it does. You can definitely tell the 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 writing and the amount of effort into preserving the characters between a season two and a, a season six. It just it all goes out the window. And the sad thing is with this show, and it's very good, but it's it was a TV syndicated show, and it's very reminiscent of a CSI. And after about halfway through season two, you start to develop, you start to see the template of the show and you already know who the killer is because the killer is usually introduced as a background person and scene two. And so after like six or seven of these episodes, like, can you guys not come up with a new template? It's like, it's always, Oh, the killer is this guy. Oh, the killer. I was like, Oh, here's the, the murder, the murder victim's wife and her apprentice. And then and, and you meet the apprentice in Act 2 for three seconds, and then Act 4, there's the apprentice is the murderer. And, and so you start to say, oh, okay, if they introduce a character and that character is played by more than just a background actor, maybe somebody you've seen in a few TV shows, you know that's going to be the killer. And so it, after a while, the template gets a little worn out to where it's like, okay, I can go in the other room and 
make popcorn or something and just listen to it. And I actually have to watch it and I can still follow along with what's going on, but it is a good show, especially to put into your queue for uh, things to watch when there's nothing else on TV. Speaking of CSI, CSI of Vegas is coming back as a reboot on CBS. Are you excited for that? Boy, she it's did the not original age cast. well at all. No. Why, why do people still get facelifts? They just look strange. I know, but let's think about it. Breast implants, they've pretty much perfected that. I mean, we've all grown except them. A good nose job, you can't tell. Mm-hmm. I know people with chin implants, you can't tell. But you always know. You can see it from across the room when someone has a face. Even if you never met that person before, you just look at them like, yeah, that person has. And, and so I don't get why and people. And they're shiny. They're shiny. They have no wrinkles. Their, their ear, lips stick out like a duck. The top of their ear, you know, their top of their ears look either too high or too low. It's like. That forehead doesn't move. People, they have not perfected this, this science. Why are you doing this? And to me, I tell you, at the gym, I see it all the time with some of these ladies, and mm-hmm. you can tell they got the butt implants too. It's you ever watch Running Wild with Bear Grylls? Uh, I have. I watched it a couple of times. Well, track down the episode with Courtney Cox, because she's Running Wild Bear Grylls. She has very minimal makeup on, and it's quite sad. You can tell somewhere about ten years ago she had some very bad face work done, and it's super noticeable. Her lips are like crazy. She's got that that weird plastic surgery look, and it's so sad. And then you know when you see her on these like Friends reboot, they put so much makeup on her that you can't tell but in in this running wild with bear Grylls, it's like why wouldn't you just not get the face work done age gracefully you'd be so much more attractive at your age than you know you you look 20 years older than you're supposed you look like someone who's 20 years older with plastic surgery than you would have in your late 40s without the plastic surgery it's insane i lost you you there i'm here are you there oh yeah i just froze that was weird it happens my internet connection is now unstable. Maybe I got too much stuff up. Let me uh, let me knock some things off here. Okay. I don't know if you have either this in your news, but uh, you ever wonder why nine one one operators always seem to be in a bad mood? Because you got shit like this coming in here over your phones. Two out of three guys experience hair loss age thirty five. What the hell? Kind of scary. Oh, that's why I use Keeps. Apparently, keeps I uh, I didn't take and the ad. Got an ad for the Keeps now. Keep. Yeah, let me uh. Here we go, try it. 911, can police Hello? fire or ambulance? Yeah, I need an ambulance, please. You need the ambulance? No, I need the uh, police. Well, then why did you say you need ambulance? I didn't say Already ambulance. a dick. I said I need police. Okay, you have the police. Yeah. Where is the emergency? Actually, the thing is that I have to pee, and these guys are not moving. You have to pee? Yeah. This is your emergency, that you have to pee? Yeah. And yeah. how are the police going to help you urinate? I have to pee, man. Um, but I'm not sure what you like me to do that you have to urinate. I can't help you. Guy calls 911 because he's sitting in traffic and has to piss and no one will get out of his way. But even before he said he had to pee, listen to how kind of a dick the 911 operator is because he asked me, you want, he says first, anyhow, just listen at the very beginning. 911, can police Hello? fire or ambulance? Yeah, I need an ambulance, please. You need the ambulance? No, I need the uh, police. Well, then why did you say you need ambulance? Now, let's say he didn't call them to tell them he had to urinate and he's stuck in traffic. Let's say he actually had a legit emergency. That's kind of... Then why did you say he needed an ambulance? Um, because I'm calling 911 and I'm an idiot and I have to pee. But let's say I'm not an idiot and let's say my house is being broken into or my kid's face is being chewed off by a dog or my neighbor was just shot. 
You're answering the phone for a system that's designed for people to call when they're fucking freaked out, frantic, and in an emergency. It's quite possible people might misspeak when they're talking to you. Instead, he's answering a phone and communicating like he's in the McDonald's drive-thru. 911, can you police Hello? fire or ambulance? Yeah, I need an ambulance, please. You need the ambulance? No, I need the uh, police. Well, then why did you say you need ambulance? Oh, uh, my bad, Dick. Why'd you say you need the ambulance? But no, I, I would get Donald, it. How can I help you? After talking to 30 people like that a day, and I, and to give credit credit due, I don't know if I could be that person who's talking to the people who were literally watching their kids' face being ripped open by a dog or, you know, talking somebody through the situation that I'm sure after a while you will have to compartmentalize so that you don't get depressed. Because hearing people on their worst day, eight hours a day, every day has to, has to wear down on you yeah it does and i and i hate to compare it but i'm just thinking welcome to mcdonald's how may i help you i'd like a hamburger you want a hamburger no i want a big mac well mm -hmm. why'd you say you wanted a hamburger mm -hmm. i remember when uh, dad and melody lived in california and melody was always doing volunteer work and so she's actually kind of volunteered for the suicide hotline for a short period of time no shit. And she literally quit after a week because dad said it just completely destroyed her personality. After listening to that shit for a few hours a night, it, it like made her depressed. Like where she you couldn't do it anymore. You are volunteering for a suicide hotline. I, I, I'm actually surprised she even went that far with it. But she, hey, I'll give it to her. She, yeah, but, she uh, tried. But once again, just hearing those Ooh. stories, talking to those people and having that interaction every night, it just... It has an effect on you. There's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. Yep. I caught a four-pound bass on Saturday night. Congratulations. Won't get into it, but yep, caught a four-pound bass. Whale tail. <clears throat> so Monday, I was doing my weekly lie to myself session in the mirror. <laughs> I'm talking about all the things I'm going to do this week that I don't do any other week. Yeah, oh, shit. And I'm going to lose weight because I'm going to stop eating fast food at lunch. I'm going to drive home, let the dog out, time permitting, and eat food at home, eat last How night's leftovers. This week I've been, I haven't ate fast food all, well, it's Tuesday, but so far everything's going good. <laughs> so far it's gone from full board and lie to just fibbing to myself. But the point is, is I was looking in the mirror, like, talking, he's like, you know, I'm not going to spend the money the, the food quality sucks and i and i don't want to beat this dead horse we've talked about it a lot but it, it is the truth i'm going to do a video i think where i'm going to go to wendy's order a spicy chicken sandwich and then mm. go to mcdonald's and order a mick chicken not not the mcdonald's spicy chicken sandwich just the mick chicken it's the same goddamn chicken the gordon and i've talked about this when we worked at wendy's in the 90s you had to cook the chicken breast in a pressure cooker I guarantee you now. Penny. I guarantee you now they're made in the same deep fryer that they cook the McNuggets and French fries in. I actually asked that question. And what did they say? Yeah, we still use the Henny Penny. What for? What reason? The chicken, their chicken breasts are the size. The they're a, a quarter inch thick, just like the McChickens from McDonald's. They're a large nugget now. Yeah, they're they're yeah. not a chicken breast. They are compressed scraps off the floor. If you want a decent chicken sandwich, go to KFC, but that's besides the point. But what I was convincing myself and I was reminding myself is every time I go to a fast food restaurant, I'm disappointed. One out of 30 times, maybe the fries are hot. Um, oh, well, to, speaking of KFC, you go there and they're usually out of something. That is weird. I did a TikTok too about, is it me or is KFC the most busted ass franchise out there? They're always, sorry. They're always sorry. run down. They're like... Yeah. 
something's always broken. It's insane. It's, it's like Arby's was in the 90s. They're like the but, most um, expensive fast food restaurant, $40 for a bucket of chicken, but everything's broke and you usually got to pull up to the window because their sign don't work. But anyhow, let oh, me get... Oh, no. What, the worst offense... I'm sorry, sir. We don't have any biscuits. Would you like cookies? <laughs> well, we ran into Oh, no. That. I'm fucking leaving. We ran, we ran into that problem when I was running a Wendy's and fucking Craig didn't do inventory. ran out of french fries all the goddamn time. So I understand That's that. what I said. I said, so who's responsible for your own... Inventory uh, manager sucks. <laughs> Speaking of fast food, oh, hold on. I'm the still worst on. news. No, no, I, I can't. I can't go any further. The worst news I got all day is I was looking at bids, and they're building a fucking McDonald's across the street from my house. Uh oh. Um. <sighs> and so, and I also reminded myself, don't you don't want to go there because the soda never tastes like the soda you want. It's always watered down. It's always carbonated. But so I did a video talking about, you know. I was thinking about how bad the quality of food has changed in the last 20 years, how quickly it's gone from, you know, even at McDonald's, the hamburgers, were, you know, you go order a Big Mac. It was a pretty decent, a decent hamburger for its time. You well, you get a single or double at Wendy's. It was damn good. The chicken sandwiches, all that. Over time, the food's got more expensive. The quality's gotten worse. And I realized, well, this is a business model that was developed in the 50s to deliver quality food at a low price using affordable labor, i.e. high school kids. These restaurants were usually only open from 3 until 10, so they didn't have to hire people for the morning shift or the late shift. And as wage demands have gone up, as inflation's gone up, they got to cut corners and use cheaper ingredients to try to, to watch your margins. And then I got to thinking, I was like, well, if it's this bad now, how bad is it going to be in 20 years when my kid's 40? It's, it's going to be, be like, like gas station burgers. Like, it's going to be like regurgitated, reconstituted fake meat. Fake meat? Oh, I get it now. People think that Burger King and KFC selling the Incredible Meat Burger and the Beyond Burger and the fake chicken because they're trying to get market share from vegetarians. Knowing damn well that vegetarians aren't going to buy food at a restaurant that cooks meat products. No, they're incorporating these items so they can slowly get people used to eating the fake meat stuff so they can get rid of the real meat shit so they can increase their margins and survive in, in this world that they're stuck in. And I think there might be some truth to that. Hmm. No, no, I'm just still... I think that the qual slipping of quality is a couple of things. I think, one, we're getting older and we've eaten better food. Has something to do with it, like our parents cooking ain't what we remember. Yeah, but you can't you say that say. a Wendy's chicken sandwich today looks like the ones that we were selling twenty years ago. I don't even eat. No, it doesn't. It but, literally went yes, from being a chicken breast correct. to a a vacuum sealed a hockey puck. You are correct that the quality has slipped. One of the things I always say is, and I tell these people sometimes at McDonald's when it takes forever to get my cold burger, I said, you know, back in the day when I was in high school, almost 30 plus years ago, mm -hmm. I think the burgers that sat in that warmer five, five minutes were a far better quality when everything was warm and mm -hmm. the cheese was all melted on there. It was soft. Now the breads to, are, the bread's always stale because they can't feel it because they're gloves. Yeah, but um, it's, it's so interesting. This story came across my timeline. 53 restaurant chains are on the brink of desperately uh, of disappearing entirely. I'm not going to read all 53 of them. 
just a few. One that I thought was already gone because ours are. Showtime Pizza? Quiznos. Showtime Pizza? Oh, they they died a long time ago. Do you still have a Quiznos? Uh, We do have a couple of Quiznos. All of ours are gone. We got, there's one Schlotzky's too. This one surprised me. Applebee's. They've been beating that drum for a decade. Applebee's opened its doors the first time in 1980 and welcomed open arms of diners everywhere. However, over time, its restaurant chains have seen sales decline and not really picking up. Maybe it's that stupid fucking kiosk you have in your Mm -hmm. goddamn tables. So far, Applebee's has closed more than 120 locations down to approximately 1,200. Oh, only 1,200 left. This one does not surprise me. Ours closed down. Um, we ate there once or twice with Dad, and I and I was like, this place is overrated. Caraba's Italian Grill. It's There was a time that it was good, but you know who owns them now? Yes, I do, because we've done work for them. Caraba's Italian Grill, owned by Bloomin' Brands, was founded in 1986 mm-hmm. in the city of Houston, Texas. The restaurant's family-style Italian uh, spot that gained a lot of... Tra- to me, when I went there, it's like... Uh, it's mediocre food with a bunch of family members of a family I don't give a shit about. It's like they always had their family members on the wall. Uh, but yes, however, slowly but surely, the hype about the brand died down. Bloomin' Brands decided to slowly start closing down locations after locations based on performance, which included several bonefish grills. Ours are gone. We uh, still have found fish. Our Outback is still there. I'm yeah. trying to support them. I got an Outback gift card back in June for my birthday, and it's now October, and I haven't used it yet. <laughs> um, grill and Outback. So I guess I need to use my Outback gift card before they go out of business. Um, all 40 and another 43 locations. Um, Sparrow. Not surprised mall food closes down when all the malls are going out of business. So I'm not surprised Sparrow is still open. Shit, that surprises me. In January of 1993, under a joint venture with Outback Steakhouse, the predecessor to Bloomin' Brands, 10 new Caraba locations were opened in Houston and Florida. Yeah. So they go back a ways. I remember when Caraba's opened down here. It was the talk of the town, and we went with Dad Melody, and I was like, eh, it's okay. But I'm not a huge I'm not a huge Italian food fan. I would rather go uh, to a steakhouse. Oh, man, I love Italian food. Now, one place I will no longer go, mm-hmm. and it's kind of cheap Italian. It's the Olive Garden. And when I went, I said, hey, I'd like a Caesar salad. And they said, we don't have Caesar salads yeah. anymore. And I'm like, you're an Italian restaurant. Dad faces that Spur- every time. Rome is no more Italian than a Caesar salad. Not surprised by this one. Um, we quit going there about eight years ago due to bad service. Ruby Tuesdays. Yep, I haven't uh, been there in years. This one kind of surprises me because all the Southerners love it. I go there reluctantly if I see one because I want White Castles. But Crystal's is a restaurant chain famous in the South that has menus, items that will remind you of White Castle. <laughs> they have 360 locations across the country but have decided to close a great many of them over the last couple of years due to financial hardship. The thing I don't like about Crystal so Burger. Great. We got White Castles, but the White Castles out here is effing expensive. Crystal Burgers come with mustard by default. Now, is that yellow mustard or is that Dusseldorf no, mustard? No, it's. Think of a White Castle burger with mustard on it. No, that's that's well, what they I think. probably that's did that to yep, skirt the. Yep, pretty the much. Um, Bar Louie, I think ours went out of business. Not surprised there. Never heard of them. When's the last time you heard the name Houlihan's? Never. Really? We have oh, one wait, in Columbus. Columbus, Ohio. I think we had one up there near Dublin. 
first time I ever tripped on acid in public was at a hula hands when Subway uh, when the Sun TV went out of business. It was the Sun TV going out of business sale, and I peaked right when my store manager and another dude were grinding to "I want to fuck you like an animal" from Nine Inch Nails because they were trying to win a free pitcher of beer. That was not a good experience, but hula hands, yes. Um, Hence your background. Hooters, believe it or not. This kind of surprises me because I'm down here in Florida and they're still You know, it doesn't here. surprise me because their wings have like no meat on them. And well, what's the other thing? Their image in this woke movement. It's not a huge surprise that the chain has seen better days. In the age of female empowerment, the tiny outfits do nothing to help their cause. Hooters has experienced a slow and steady decline over the last decade. Going as far as uh, they've closed 7% of their locations and therefore lost millions of dollars in earnings in an attempt to keep up with the times. The chains have changed some of their locations to the name Hoots, where the waitresses are were more conservatively dressed. So, yeah. Well, they, they sold their Hooters Hotel here in Vegas. It's now OYO, which is funny. When you look at it, it looks like the face of an owl. There you but, go. Uh, uh, Boston Market. I think we had one down here. You know, when I moved out to Vegas, the only place you could find a Boston market was actually in the deli section of Albertsons. This one That's surprises me because I thought this one was already gone. Ponderosa Steakhouse. I thought they died in the 90s. Yeah, with Bonanza and Sizzler. Ponderosa Steakhouse. Didn't Ponderosa, I, granted it was buffet style, but at least didn't they cheat their steaks to make them at least look good with the charbroil X's on them? think so ponderosa steakhouse used to be the go-to steakhouse in the south that offered people dishes with the spirit of the old west and honest goodness value as their website states however economic recession in the united states in 2008 hurt the chain beyond repair so um yeah steak and shake not surprised their their time sucked this is a little surprising joe's crab shack they've all pretty much disappeared so a little thing about landry's they seem to like run all their restaurants into the ground they, they own Joe's Crab Shack. That was a good place. Then they bought Claim Jumpers. Claim Jumpers was fantastic, and now it's gone. So they own Bubba Gump, so I'm sure that will be going by the way of the Dodo here in a couple of years. Cheesecake it's, Factory. Eh. TGI Fridays. That eh. doesn't surprise me. They're right up there with Applebee's and Ruby Tuesdays. Red Robin. We don't have too many of those down here. Red Robin. Friendlies. Didn't you know they're still open? Nope. I think the last one I've been to was in Grove City. You think they're still friendly there? I don't know. Buffalo Wild Wings, that doesn't surprise me. Now, you'd be upset if TJ's was on the list. Um, well, well, they don't have them down here. Ch- uh, checkers and Rallies, that doesn't surprise me. It does sad me. There is a, a, a Checkers in Northport that I go to every time I'm up there. So they had some Checkers out here. One mm-hmm. of them closed, and then one of them rebranded as Rallies. Well, it's the same chain, but yeah. I know. <laughs> they must have changed their name because they must have a lot of Ohioans out there. Yes, there's a lot of Midwesterners. Not going to get into the Rotten Tomatoes debacle. Nah, it's about a pile of crap. Yep. And you are ready for I am. the news. Joining us now from the Digital 410 West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. Hey, Gordon, how are you doing tonight? Better than uh, people in Louisiana. Yeah, some flooding going on. Apparently, well, Alabama yeah. had some flooding, too. Well, this goes back to Hurricane Ida, which has done screwed up all of our commodities from a uh, a plastic standpoint. But uh, Lafayette in Louisiana, I mean, this is a great story for this month because it is a spooky season. Mm-hmm. But as Hurricane Ida swept through Louisiana, 
with furious winds that ripped off roofs of buildings and a storm surge so powerful that it moved homes. What it wrought on the living, it also wrought on the dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Moving vaults and caskets and adding another layer of trauma for families and communities recovering from the powerful storm. Nothing worse than AP, looking out the there we go. Nothing worse than looking out the front door and seeing caskets float down the street. Once you, well, what's interesting is is uh, it's not just the caskets, but they have surface tombs in the concrete, and they're they're moving too. Yeah, because all the they air said uh, you know once you bury a relative, you expect it to be a permanent resi- resting place, according to uh, Reverend Haywood Johnson Jr., who lived in hey, a small community small community of Ironton, which is located south of New Orleans along the Mississippi River. Ida's surge destroyed nearly every home in that community and pushed heavy vaults, including those that contain his mother and other relatives from the resting spots into the streets. Some of these tombs weigh a couple of tons, and the water just came and disrupted them like they're cardboard boxes. That's how strong the force of the water was. So, uh, yeah, they're dealing with some um, unseemly things going on. Yeah, I can imagine. Down there. I, I, it's... Bleh. I don't even know where to go with it from there. It's just, it's, it's, it's horrible. Uh, you know, and I, and then I think about, you know, Florida and, and is that a thing that can happen there? Yeah, it's happened. You know, and, uh, storm yeah. surge comes in. Oh, we've had horrible stories. There's been stories in the past where, uh, people find dead bodies in the swamp and it turns out that the, um, the mortician or the morgues that were, or, funeral homes that were being paid by the state to bury, you know, unclaimed bodies would just keep the money and then just dispose of the body out in the swamp or somewhere, did it bury them in a shallow grave and keep all the money for the funeral expenses, horrible shit like that. So it's not uncommon. Gene Simmons. He's about to do something in Las Vegas that he's never done before anywhere else in the world. Not talk about kiss. I'll talk about Kiss. He has invited people to view his artwork. <laughs> okay, him and uh, Hunter Biden. Gene Simmons is about to do blah, blah, blah. Believe it or not, I paint, according to Gene Simmons. Him and Hunter And Biden. not just talking about his face paint or stage makeup. Well, Which, by the way, they do their own, and if you've ever tried to do Halloween makeup or perhaps going in an insane clown posse show, it is not easy to paint your own face in a mirror. Well, while this front man of the, the famous rock band Kiss has been putting on wild shows and sharing his artistic ability through rock and roll for decades, he has been, you know, relatively under the radar when it came to uh, creating visual arts, you know, that is not part of the band. Um, Simmons has been drawing since he's eight years old. Uh, he says that he has hundreds and hundreds of what he calls doodles. Uh, and so it's a combination of pen and ink, Sharpie paint and watercolors, graffiti spray cans, anything he could get his hands on. His first ever public art showing Gene Simmons artwork is in October 23rd or 2nd and 23rd inside the amazingly gallery located in the Venetian casino hotel the gallery will be originally scheduled for october 15th and 16th following a private vip event on october 14th and early september it is announced that simmons bandmate paul stanley 
and Simmons both tested positive for COVID, thus pushing the date of the end of the road tour and causing this. And I'm looking at a couple of pieces of art, and they actually look like something you see on the bottom of a skateboard. It's not too bad. Hmm. Simmons has since recovered, and the to- his tour is back in action, but he's, because, you know, they're always 75 or something? Yeah, and they're always on their last tour, right? Well, they did uh. say that um, this will be their final tour, but Kiss may go on. Well, they're doing a Las Vegas residency. Oh, okay. Well, I thought, well, as far as touring goes, they might pull a guar, where they just put different bodies in the makeup and the costumes who sound alike. And so the, the band Brilliant. can go on. And the, the those because I mean they're kind of doing it right now. I don't think Ace Freely and um, and Peter are with the current version of Kiss on the on the farewell tour. I think it's just Paul and um, Gene, and then two replacements. So it wouldn't be the first time. No, it definitely. This episode of the What's Your Head podcast. I know you have one more to do, but just so we can get solo. What's uh, What's Your Head podcast? Brought to you by friends at At Computers. At Computers has been providing IT solutions for all Southwest Florida since 2004. So if you need some IT solutions, give them a call two three nine two eight three eleven twenty. And even if you don't live in the state of Florida or in Southwest Florida for that matter, they can still help you over the internet, as we did. Um, you know, some poor family up north whose family member passed away. Uh, we can help you via the internet through remote logins. So give them a call at 239-283-1120. And thank you guys. We got like three new Patreon subscribers over the last month. So shout out to you guys. Speaking of which, Gordon, me, you, and maybe I need to get Henry, Ron, Mike, some of the other personalities here on the Digital 410 Network to do an OG5 podcast together. That would be kind of fun. Call it a 410 roundtable? <clears throat> yeah, we need to just, we need to get a, it's been a while since we've done an OG5 podcast. So shout out to you guys. <laughs> Oh, bless oh, you. Sorry. And oh. um, we are six away from hitting 500 on YouTube. What does that get well, us? Premature. Absolutely nothing, but it gets us closer to 1,000, which is where we need to be. Uh, you got to crawl before you can walk. So if you haven't done so, please head over to YouTube.com and click on the subscribe link. And um, go on our website, too, and buy some Second Amendment shirts. Um, we have um, Joiner Die shirts. I need to make some We the People shirts. But, yeah, go on there. You can support the show that way. And now back to Gordon and the news. Al Capone. Maybe this will be a good one. Hold on. Ready? And and now, breaking news. Al Capone. Al Capone. Is this about his, his vault? Capone's belongings are going for at least $3 million at auction. Wow. How would you like to have his Colt forty five caliber pistol? That would be kind of cool, I guess. It's well, a that, uh, it's a 1911. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, well, it'd be a 1911, so it'd be cool to have regardless. Looks like it's got a bone handle. Yep. Uh, very rip, common. Very common. Al Capone may have died nearly 75 years ago, which is not that long ago, people. Really not. But it's clear. I, thought, I would think it's longer than that. He nearly 75 years ago. But it's clear that interest in the infamous Chicago gangster is very much alive after some of his prized possessions were auctioned off over the weekend for at least $3 million. And what's interesting is here at the Mob Museum here in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. you got the, the actually St. Valentine's Massacre wall is there. Wow. Uh, we get, they even show the mob connections and Newport, Kentucky right huh, on there. Imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. I tried to get back to go, but it was, it was busy. Yep. So the Chicago Tribune reports Real quick, Capone's for those of you guys who like to watch these stupid Discovery haunted places, 
You'll learn about this country bar in Newport, Kentucky called Actually, Mackey. it was in um, Ludlow, I believe. Ludlow, Kentucky. They call it Mackey's Country Bar. And they're going to tell you this whole story about how there was a, a well in the basement that was covered up and some bank robbers or some bullshit ended up down there and the place was haunted. Before that place was Mackey's, it was just a, a bar for people to uh, do things at, gamble and whatnot. Play some uh, illegal poker. My dad was there as a as a kid. My grandfather worked in that building, and my dad. And I never heard saw anything crazy going on there. Just the gangster shit going on in the back room. Anyway, the event called a century of notoriety. The estates of Al Capone. It's actually kind of a nice title. And a son it apparently. It was held at a private club in Sacramento and attracted nearly 1,000 registered bid- bidders, including 150 who attended the nearly four-hour-long event in person. Among the items up for auction was a bear-shaped humidor, <laughs> as well as, as a diamond jewelry, some diamond jewelry and some family photos. Now, those would be cool. The most popular... Item proved to be Al Capone's favorite Colt 45 semi caliber semi automatic pistol, which went for how much? Uh, with him, I'm gonna say 50 grand, $860,000. Wow, I'm looking at a photo. It says guns and glassware belong to the gangster and his son, Sonny. Mm-hmm. They got an M1 car beam there, that would be cool, complete with bayonet lug. That would be cool to have. They got a Derringer, which looks awfully similar to one that I had to take possession of for a short period of time because someone wasn't allowed to have it anymore, uh, which has since been returned. There's another 1911 and then a, a little Colt 38 pistol and then another generic snub-nosed pistol. But out of all of them, I'd like to have the 1911 and that M1 car beam. 1911 is a gun that's still... The firearm that still shoots very fine today. I don't know if you've seen the 2011s, Mm-mm. the new variant. Very nice, but you're going to be dropping two grand on an STI. Yeah, my buddy had a 1911 as his dad gave him, and we shot it a few times until he took it to a gun show and found out it was all numbers matching bring back from World War II, so now it doesn't get used at all. But it's very rare to have an all numbers matching one. Absolutely. And uh, really, that's all I got for the news today. That's all he's got for the news today. This concludes the evening news. And now back to the ACT Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. When you poop, your butthole makes the same motion as your lips when saying poop. There you go. That's all you need to know. If you leave whiskey in a barrel for several years, the whiskey will get better. The same is not true for people. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the What's Your Head podcast. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us on this Tuesday. I know some of you still probably didn't get the message last week, and you're expecting what happened to us on Monday. But that is why you go to d-410.com or whatsinyourhead.com to get all the latest updates. And as always, subscribe to us via a um, podcast app. I mean, we love you guys going to our website, but truth be told, by subscribing to us via a podcast app, one, it's easier for you to get. You don't have to open your browser and download it and try to find it in your audio file in your car and hit play. But more importantly, as more and more people listen to our show on that app, they're more likely to suggest our show to other people who are using that app who listen to like-minded content. 
And so, um, yeah, if you're currently downloading us, that's great. But um, it may be easier to find us on an app, which also could allow you to listen to us on other platforms like Roku TV, for example, has iHeartRadio and Spotify already built into it. But anyhow, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for this Tuesday episode. And we will talk to you all very, 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 very. See that? That's called me um, delaying very, very soon. This has been a Digital 410 production. (laughs) 